Hello once again, everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of Conversations with Carlton, a production of the Texas Economic Development Council. Um, today, our episode is being produced by our program manager, graduate student, um, sour beer connoisseur, native of Wheaton, Illinois, the one and only Abby Glasser. Um, today's guest is also a one and only, uh, a one and only who's uh, uh, been near and dear to my family, uh, given his uh, longtime involvement in civic affairs in, um, in the New Braunfels area uh, and his friendship with my mom and dad. Um, and, and I say that on the personal side, but I, I also want to... Um, emphasize and what we want to talk about today is Rusty Brockman's involvement and leadership in the Texas Economic Development Council. So a lot to talk about, a uh, lot to, to touch on, and uh, without further ado, uh, Rusty Brockman. Rusty, how are you today? Well, Carlton, it's a great day in New Braunfels, Texas, and it's, uh, you know, I'm blessed to be living here, and, uh, and it, I'm looking out my back windows, and the sun is shining, and uh, lots of things to be blessed and happy about today, I guarantee, here in Green, Texas. Well, as long as you're not yet at Green Hall, um, now you can, you can go down and have a beer once we're done, but... Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Rusty, uh, I don't know that that a lot of people with all the new members know about your background um, and that being in public education. Tell us about, uh, you know, Rusty Brockman, um, you know, uh, just your background, where you're born, grew up, um, all of those kinds of things in your career in public education, and then how you transitioned into economic development. Okay. Well, we can do that. I guarantee you. My memory still holds me good. So I'm, you know, I, I was born in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana in uh, 1950. My dad was in Korea at the time. And when he came home from Korea, well, he uh, could not find work in his hometown of Terre Haute. So he moved to Baytown, Texas. And uh, there was, there was work there at a humble oil and refining company. And uh, there was plenty other work in other locations uh, along the Houston Ship Channel. And so it, one job led to another, quickly finding, you know, he and mother's landing there and finding a house and all of those things as a young couple moving with a kid from their hometown in Indiana to Baytown, Texas. And so Roman Haas Chemical became about a 40-year career for my dad. During that time, I graduated from Robert E. Lee High School. I was a Robert E. Lee High School gander, and um, we uh, had a great, uh, a great opportunity of growing up in, in a place that uh, uh, valued the education of the kids that grew up in, in Baytown, and so we had a great school system. Um, after graduation in 1968, I went off to the University of Houston, spent I tried to uh, I tried I crammed six years into four or four years into six whatever it might be and um, and graduated in 1973 with a degree in health physical education and recreation and uh, minor in biology 
And uh, sure enough, uh, got an opportunity to go back home to Baytown to coach and teach. And my first uh, my first uh, teaching job there was K through six elementary PE and health. Uh, lots of little rugrats running around and had a great time teaching elementary and then coaching at uh, junior high school and the high school and and uh, spent about 10 years coaching uh, junior high, high school, uh, baseball and football and basketball and track and, and anything else they let me get involved with and teaching a little bit of life science and a little bit of biology here and there. I got my, got my administrative certificate uh, from, uh, from Stephen F. Austin State University in 1983 and got my first administrator's job in Humble ISD as the transportation director. Uh, spent a year doing that and commuting back and forth from Baytown. Had a couple of little boys at that time and Baytown had changed so much. We, Melissa and I were for sure we did not want to uh, spend our life raising our kiddos in, in that environment of a lot of uh, refineries and chemical plants and, and a changing community. So I started applying for principal's job and got my first principal's job in Schulenburg, Texas, the Schulenburg Shorthorns, uh, K through eight school, had about 500 kids, about 20 teachers and uh, a great stop for uh, a family with, uh, with two little boys and and uh, actually, our goal was, was to end up in New Braunfels. I'd had an opportunity to coach and teach here, but um, the, the Goose Creek Independent School District paid so well, I, I couldn't afford to take a cut and pay to, to come to New Braunfels during those early years. But uh, sure enough, found a assistant principal's job at Canyon Middle School and Comal Independent School District, a place where your mom uh, worked and I got to know her really well. And I know you graduated as a Canyon Cougar. And so um, middle school job. And, and the next year we got to build a brand new middle school. And, and I got promoted to principal and spent 10 years principal at Canyon Middle School and here in New Braunfels and, and uh, enjoyed that stint and then moved on to central office and was director of maintenance and operations, buildings and custodians and uh, several things and did that for, for about the next six years until I retired in 2001. I, I would not trade my, my uh, education career 29, 30 years in that, in that field for anything in the world. Great experience, great, great uh, uh, getting to know so many kids over those 30 years and then being able to teach with, with teachers um, who were a lot smarter than me and I guarantee they were a great team all along the way. And so uh, I, I was uh, extremely happy in my education career. And uh, in about 2000, the end of 2000 and, and into 2001, uh, Michael Meek, who's president of the chamber at that time, and he and I had been knowing each other since he moved here in 88. And um, because I was a member of the chamber, well, we, we worked on a lot of committees and a lot of projects together. And so he called me and he said, aren't you about ready to retire? And I told him, heck, I hadn't even, didn't even know how to spell that word, let alone think about it at that time. But I said, what are you, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I got a job down here that I think you might like. And you'd probably fit in pretty well. And I said, well, what, what is it? And he said, well, the, the director of economic development. And uh, I think I was quiet on the phone for a second. I said, Michael, 
I'm not even sure I can spell that, let alone know what I'm supposed to do. And he said, oh, you'll, you'll be all right. He said, we'll work together. And, and uh, so I started checking into what teacher retirement and all of those good things told me and said, well, you're, you're okay. I mean, you got plenty of years and, and if uh, you want to hang up your, your cleats where well, you're in, you know, you're in good shape. So I met with Michael and we talked a little more and, so in June of 2001, went to work for, for and with Michael Meek at the Greater New Braunfels Chamber of Commerce as the Director of Economic Development. And for the next 18 plus years, um, not only did I learn a lot from him being a mentor, but I, I uh, figured out how important <clears throat> the uh, business of economic development really is. And one of the first things that I realized after getting into the economic development business was why in the world didn't education classes that were being taught by professors at major universities all over the country, why did they not teach things about economic development? Why didn't they make teachers aware that how important the job is that they do to educate kids so that they can get out of school and either go to college, go, to, go, go into the workforce and provide a well-trained workforce? Uh, there's a dis there was a disconnect there and I think some of that changed over the over those 18 19 years with some of the teachers that I was I was staying connected to as well as some of the teachers programs at Texas State finding out that there was more of those kinds of real life real world experiences that teachers needed to know about when they when they graduated from college and started teaching and so I think that's a, a huge benefit for for our kids uh, to be able to hear from teachers the importance of having a good economic development program in their community to be able to work closely with the business community and have kids understand what's available for them to do out there and so we spent a lot of time working with our business education partnership committee but um, in 2001 in june uh, michael and and debbie his wife took melissa and i to our first uh, TEDC conference, and I believe it was in Abilene, Texas. And uh, actually, there was the uh, TCC, let's see, Texas Chamber of Commerce TCCE uh, conference there the week before. So we were actually there for a couple of weeks, and that was that was my first conference with TEDC. Um, it was, it was one of those kind of experiences that I look back on now and being able to meet new people in an industry that had really become pretty interesting in my mind, even though it was just a short three or four weeks that I had gotten started and began to see how important, again, how important the professionals are in economic development. And uh, I can't tell you I, I would spend probably the next 30 minutes talking about all the mentors that I met just that first conference and all that did for me was to make my interest in this new career even more um, positive in that I had made the right decision to uh, retire and get into something that I knew nothing about but was able to begin working with people who were willing to teach me. And so uh, extremely important part in that transition from education to economic development. And so uh, with Michael being my first major mentor out of the, 
out of the classroom and into something different. Uh, all of those friendships that have been created over the last uh, 25 years through Texas Economic Development Council have, have been extremely important to me in my, my career. And I'm, I'm grateful to all of them, uh, starting with you and guys, Carlton, I could name so many, Ray Covey, uh, Danny Booth, uh, you know, I, it just goes on and on. The people who have made a difference in how, uh, how economic development works in the state of Texas, how they work in their individual communities, how they make it work with so many different variables of population and, and who you recruit, and where you recruit, and how you do that. Tom Mullins, Amanda Nobles in East Texas, both uh, extremely important uh, to, to my career as being mentors. Uh, Nancy Wyndham, uh, you know, it, it was, it was uh, at every meeting, people took time. Uh, if you had a question or if you uh, had a project going on, what's the next step? Uh, not that me couldn't answer him, but you know, it's sometimes uh, in his leadership roles, he would be over to a meeting and I wouldn't see him at, at the whole time until we got ready to go home because he had so many other things going on. And so again, it was extremely important to create those, uh, those friendships and those relationships to be able to become uh, better at what I was now doing for the greater New Braunfels chamber of commerce. So, uh, it, it, uh, and even to the day I retired in 2018, uh, one of the things that I have appreciated about uh, TEDC and my friendships there is that I can still go to a meeting now, uh, look at all those young and new faces that are in the room that I don't even know. But when I see those who were extremely important to my career that mentored me and that were great friends, and we get a chance to sit down and chat, it's like we had never missed a beat. And so I think that says a lot for not only the type of organization that, uh, that TEDC is, but the, the career of an economic developer, uh, gosh, it, it crosses all kinds of boundaries to be able to do so many things, not only in your own community, but in your state. Of, and the state of Texas has been extremely important to all of that as well. So you I know, think that brings you up to speed a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, Rusty, I, I had known about you just from mom and dad and their involvement with the chamber and the school district and you uh, crossing paths with them on both fronts. Um, but one of the things that so I knew, you know, they were excited about you becoming involved in the TDC. And, and, and I remember talking to them about that. But you. Had, you you very quickly um, you're, you're one of those rare individuals that you you very quickly got involved in a big way in the TDC chairing committees being involved in committees uh, before you knew it you were on the board and then the next thing you know you're in the rotation and of course by 2014 your chair, and you're the third chair uh, from New Braunfels, the first being Tom Purdom, uh, who we all know preceded Michael, and then Michael um, uh, took his time as being chair, and, and then you. Um, what, 
what enabled you beyond the fact that you're a born leader, but what enabled you to, to uh, or what inspired you just as much to, to get involved in a big way and to become a leader in our organization? Well, I think, again, it goes back to that, uh, that, the, that very first meeting. And from then on, it was an opportunity to be able to, again, learn from, from others who had been in the business for a long time. Uh, economic developers always seem like they're always willing to share their knowledge and their skills and their talents uh, until it comes to talking about a specific project. And then everybody's pretty quiet about that, which is okay. That's the way it ought to be. We don't, you know, we, we might share uh, what we're doing, but not what we're doing it for or who we're doing it for. And so being able to see, again, with, with the history that, that the New Braunfels Chamber has had in the Texas Economic Development Council, Mr. Purdom was a he was a one-of-a-kind leader, and I, my relationship with him through the chamber was extremely good in that he and his business leaders here and the economic development team provided opportunities for my kids at Canyon Middle School to be able to learn about business in the community and to be able to see that there are things that, uh, you know, there are things out there for young people to do, but you got to get your education first. Well, all of that coupled, again, with people like your folks who were deeply involved in the chamber as volunteers doing so many things for uh, the community through the chamber. And, and that involved the economic development side of the house. Uh, here in New Braunfels, it's um, CNVB and economic development go through the Greater New Braunfels Chamber of Commerce. And with our partnerships, with the city and the county and in, and the utilities and our private EDF folks, uh, it has always been uh, that we all work together for the good of the community. And what what that showed me, being able to have those relationships with people from all over the state of Texas through Texas Economic Development Council, made no difference if if we were a small town or a large town, if we were focused on one or two specific. Uh, industries or whether we were broad across the board with uh, all kinds of industries, you had access to people who were leaders in their communities and they shared their skills and talents. And that was done through uh, not just the, the conferences that we would go to uh, with TEDC, but it was shared through emails and phone calls, um, small meetings and large meetings. And so in getting involved and in seeing how people were willing to share, were willing to partner and work so hard for an industry through the Texas Economic Development Council uh, in, in this, this great state of Texas, it gave me the, the, the interest and, you know, that motivation, you know, I'd like to be like, and, and maybe it's like Michael Meek or like Carlton Schwab or like Danny Booth or, or like these guys and gals that have been leaders in their own communities. And uh, not only was that important to have that interest and the energy on my part to want to be involved, but it was, I'm extremely thankful for the organization being willing to allow me to get involved and to give me the opportunity to say, okay, well, you want to, you want to be a vice chair? Well, we've got these these committees that uh, looking for vice chairs. Or you want to be on the board? Well, 
the application time is this period of time. I'm assuming it's still all the same since I've been kind of removed from it from the last couple of years, but I can't imagine it being any different than what it, uh, what it gave an opportunity to, to me to be able to do within this organization. And then, of course, again, having a hometown mentor that, that I sat next door to every day and watching him go through the process of leading the organization gave me great uh, insights into how I might want to do that if I was given the opportunity. And TEDC gave me uh, the opportunity to uh, be successful and be in a leadership role. And, and that's really extremely important to especially a fresh person just into the industry and then learning the industry. Uh, if you sit on the sidelines, then you probably will never get into play. And I've always believed that it's, you know, once you get in and you learn a little bit about it and you see ways to be able to become a, a, a leader and make a difference, then you better jump in because you're wasting, wasting your, your experiences and your energy on other things where you could be benefiting an organization like TEDC. Well, it was fun to watch you. I mean, it, 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 it was a, a pleasure uh, just watching how quickly you integrated into the group and then um, took off on a, on a leadership uh, route that, uh, that, of course, culminated in your, your being the chair um, in 2014. Um, you know, you're one of those, uh, there, there's, there's actually been a number of folks uh, in our organization that have, have um, you know, either left economic development or retired from economic development and then run for public office and, uh, and then gotten themselves elected um, as mayors. Uh, there, there was, uh, going way back, there was a chair that ran for Congress and was narrowly defeated. Um, there's a former TDC um, member who's in the Texas Senate now, and you uh, got yourself elected mayor of New Braunfels a couple of years ago. And um, tell us what took you from, um, you know, retiring from economic development when you did, and, and tell us a little bit about that, and then uh, running for mayor and, and uh, getting elected mayor of New Braunfels. Well, in, in 2018, I had made the decision that I was going to retire. And before I, before I retired in April that year, uh, our, our local uh, cement plant and quarry, Cemex, Balcones Cement and Quarry, had, um, had already offered me a part-time position to do community relations. And so uh, I didn't have to you know, I walked out of the door on Friday with Michael and his team at the chamber. And on Monday, I went to work with CEMEX and it was a, it was a smooth transition because they were, they are such a, a huge important part to our community and, and their corporate leadership throughout uh, not only chamber activities, but so many of the nonprofits. And so that transition from, from the chamber and doing economic development to that, that part-time job was, extremely uh, uh, gratifying. Uh, I, had, uh, I had considered uh, the, the mayoral run 
even back in in the late 90s, but was encouraged by the superintendent of schools and CISD that that may not be the the best thing to do for uh, not only my my job and being uh, a full time job at, at in the school district, but also might be something that may provide uh, unnecessary conflicts between the school district and and local other entities. And so I understood and I appreciate now that I look back on that, I certainly appreciate Dr. Major and his his uh, wise leadership in that. Uh, so when I went to work at the chamber, it never crossed my mind again until the late 2000, into about 2015, 16. Michael and I talked about it. And of course, you know, you, you, don't, you don't work at a chamber and do economic development and, and try to get elected mayor. That's conflict too. And so I put it back in the, on the back burner. And, and, uh, but once I, once I retired again and, and uh, got my job at CIMEX, CIMEX had no problems with with uh, me making a run at that and so uh, in in 2019 I uh, gathered up a, a a very fine and very kind group of local leaders to sit down and talk about if if it's really something that is should be on my list of things to do and and they they supported me and we got things moving the end of 19 and then into 20. Uh, signed up to run for mayor and and uh, and then in March everyone knows what happened well there were three of us running for three spots there were two council member spots and then the mayor spot all had all three of those those positions had term limited and so they were vacant uh, once the deadline to sign up for those spots was had come and gone there were only three of us on the ballot and um, the two guys that signed up for two districts and, and myself. And so uh, some of the folks in town say that I'm, I'm the first and only self-appointed mayor in, in, in New Braunfels in its <laughs> 176 year history, uh, which is okay. Uh, what happened after COVID hit in, in March was, uh, uh, was we canceled our elections here because the fact that there was no no election needed and then right after that i believe governor abbott you know canceled most all of the may elections that year postponed a lot of those elections off to the end of 2020 and so because the former mayor and i were good friends baron castile who whose mom served in the state senate and had a county judge and and uh, baron has had been mayor for six years and he let me get involved his last three months in office, March, April, and May, to be able to understand what all was going on and how the city and county and all the partners in the community were dealing with the COVID issue. And I am certainly grateful for that. If I would have come in in May, uh, the end of May, after getting sworn in and walked up to the dais, I would have been lost as a goose amongst all of that. Um, all of those distractors that were taking place uh, all over the world but you know right here in New Braunfels Texas it was no different than any other city trying to figure out what COVID-19 was and how to deal with it and so two three months ahead of time and then taking taking my seat in the end of May and going into that summer uh, extremely uh, valuable 
leaders throughout the community that uh, were uh, helping, assisting, making sure everybody was doing the right things, whatever those were at that time, and whatever whoever was deciding was the right thing to do. And so I, I'm, I am just grateful and very thankful to the good Lord that one, I was healthy, two, that I had an opportunity to do this and had had some leadership training over the years to be to step in and try to help be a lead, uh, lead some things. And so from May of 20 till present, uh, it has been an interesting ride. I've learned a lot for an old man. I've learned a lot. It's kept me young. Uh, I am, uh, I'm enjoying my service to the community. Uh, you know, it's, it, everybody knows you can't please everybody. And, and certainly um, I don't think anybody would ever try no matter what position it is, but what you try to do is you try to be fair, honest, communicate, uh, listen, involve the community, and then make good sound decisions based upon all the information that you have and hope that, that those decisions are correct. And I will say, you know, over, over my 18 years of involvement in, in uh, TDC and the Greater New Braunfels Chamber of Commerce and working through economic development projects and issues, uh, those, those skills that I learned in, in all of those years have, have become extremely important to me as I deal with things on a daily basis. And, and I'm really fortunate. I, I'm still uh, involved in helping uh, with some of the projects. Yeah, I don't sit in on all the meetings. I don't have time to do that. But I do, I do keep up with what's going on. And, and what the chamber and the 4B board and others are doing here in our community with economic development projects. But um, I, I just have to say it again, with TEDC and all of the local people here and my relationships throughout the state of Texas with others who are a lot smarter than me, I am a, extremely blessed to have been given some uh, great lessons on leadership. Hey, Rusty, uh, I can't help but ask, is, a, is another term as mayor in your future? Well, we haven't. Uh, thank, goodness <laughs> it's, it, thank goodness it hasn't gotten to that time yet. I've got a, I got about, uh, well, till January of 23 to be able to make up my mind and, and see if we're going to if we're going to sign up again. Um, I, I certainly at this point, I certainly can't see why not, but uh, I don't have any real major uh, reasons not to consider that, but uh, we'll we'll just have to see if another three-year term would be Carlton. I'd, I'd be I'd be over the seventy-five year hump. In fact, pushing seventy-six, and so I'm not sure that you know. I don't think age has anything to do with it because again, the good Lord's blessed me with good health, and and uh, and some people not sure that it's a sane a sane brain. But I, I think it's uh, pretty sane and uh, it's and healthy. So we'll see. I've got time to decide. But uh, right now, don't have any definite answer. You know, Rusty, um, you you gave it your all. Um, certainly, all through your career, in your various careers, you certainly did that with the TDC. Just curious, what you think? of um, where we're going, the TDC, <clears throat> as an organization. Uh, if you have any thoughts on where we ought to go, 
in <clears throat> where um, you know where the future of our um, economic development profession uh, will go moving forward. Just, just see what you. Uh, curious as to what you think. Well, I, I, my my initial thought on the the very first part of that question is is that. Uh, having not been deeply involved for quite some time and standing back and watching things that are happening uh, with TDC, having attended a conference where the, the, the doors were bursting at the seams with, with people coming to listen and learn and be part of the organization, uh, talking with others who I know are still involved on a daily basis with TDC. It is, it is my impression that one, the direction that leadership is taking the organization at this time is the right direction because new, um, new faces, uh, new skill sets, new goals are, are still moving forward as it always was during my time of being involved with TEDC. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's refreshing to be able to see the new faces, young faces uh, that are really excited about their communities and they come not only to learn, but they come to share also. And so I think the, the position that TEDC is in today Again, under your leadership and, and a wonderful group of folks at your staff that make meetings valuable, that, uh, that continue to include the communities across the community, uh, across the state of Texas to be involved and, and to help uh, with resources. Uh, I don't see that it has gotten stale. I don't see that you guys have taken a step back. You have taken many steps forward. And I think the relationship building between individual local organizations along with the state organization that's the, you know, the largest economic developer organization in the country, I believe, if it's, if it's not, it was at one time, but I suspect we, we still are. And, and people want to be part of a positive uh, moving forward instead of standing still organization. And I see, I see TEDC moving forward and, and not anywhere close to standing still. I think your relationship with, with uh, you know, other site selectors across the country, with other uh, economic development organizations, with the state of Texas, with Texas Workforce Commission, with the Texas Ag Department, rural uh, activities for the smaller communities, large activities in the big communities. Uh, I see that you guys are continuing to serve the needs and interest of such a broad cross section of the state of Texas. There's, there's, uh, it would take uh, somebody just turning your lights off and locking the door for y'all not to get in the door to be able to make things go anywhere but up. And so, I, again, I'm, I'm so proud to have been part of it, and I am standing outside looking in pretty much more so now than I was. And what I see is, is I like what I see. I, I think the energy's there. The young people are there. The older folks that have been around are still there as mentors. 
And so I think you're on the right uh, trajectory for a lot of success for many years to come. Well, Rusty, I, 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 I appreciate the, the kind words and, um, and I could not agree with you more about the, the, ener- the new energy, uh, the transition to uh, another generation of leaders. Uh, we've got, you know, the, the next group of, of leaders in the TDC are, are people that, that you know and respect in, in um, you know, folks like Adrian Kennedy. Um, folks like Susan Gill and Misty Mayo and Kevin Carter. And, you know, we could go on and on and on. And um, it's exciting that it's their turn. But what's really cool for me to watch is those were the folks that really looked up to, to folks like Michael Meek and Rusty Brockman and Ray Covey and Dale Fowler. And, and, and so it's neat, it's neat to watch that, um, the torch being passed and the legacy of being, being taken up by a, a new generation. Yeah, you're right. Um, and again, I, 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 I hope to be able to at least attend a few conferences in the next year, two years, three years, whatever it might be. But as, as you mentioned names, you know, even – even as I look back and, and Adrian being a young guy uh, at the time when his time in Victoria, uh, such a, such a, a great uh, educated worker for the city of Victoria and learning from such a great mentor in Dale Fowler. Uh, I believe both of those guys were mentored by Ray Covey and Ray Covey was, uh, was extremely important to, uh, my successes in bringing about, um, not only the opportunities to be in the leadership role, but also being able to understand the industry and the business. And so, you know, as I look at all three of those guys, mentors of mine, uh, just, uh, added to where, the organization needed to go and ideas about how to get it there and then carrying those out. And you mentioned some, several people, Susan Gill, uh, Lori, uh, golly, I, you know, I can't, uh, Misty Mayo, the, the, the folks, you know, the folks in, in Austin, the folks that, that uh, I got to know and, uh, you know, John Osborne and his team in Lubbock, uh, you know, it's just, it's fascinating to see that an that, uh, industry like economic development is uh, so critical to the communities where they work, and then they're able to make things happen that benefit the people who live in those communities by creating more wealth, by creating jobs, and by being able to to uh, to keep the wheels turning in a community with partnerships through the city, uh, the counties, private economic developers. You know whether you've got a university or a training center, uh, it makes no difference. Uh, economic developers know how to create partnerships, and you are a great example of that yourself, uh, Carlton. Thank you. You bet. Thank you, Rusty. Um, 
and again, I appreciate the, the kind words and, you know, among many things I appreciate about you is your knowledge of our history uh, and, the, and, the, and the respect for the, the history of the organization in the 20 years, uh, 20 plus now, 21 years, you've been a part of it. It's, it's kind of amazing, isn't it, that you were, um, you've been around the TEDC for over a third of its life, lifespan. You were involved in the 50th anniversary year. You were already in the rotation that year in 2011 in Fort Worth. And then, of course, this year, um, you were in Fort Worth when we celebrated our 60th year. So I'm challenging you and myself that uh, that we attend the 75th anniversary of the TDC. What do you think? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> on my calendar. Right. Now. right now. Yes, sir. It, what a what an event that will be, uh, and uh, and what a great opportunity. You know, it's just a great challenge. Let's let's uh, let's let's mark it down, and I'll hold you to that. I will uh, I will buy you a cold soda water. Let's do that, and I'm hoping for something stronger because I know you like uh, the stronger versions of soda water, right? <laughs> well, we we we've been known to have a have a toddy or two, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Or, or a cold brewski. Well, Rusty, um, thank you for your time today. It's a great spring day in Central Texas. Um, carry on with uh, with your day and with your weekend. And uh, again, can't tell you how much we appreciate what you've done for our organization. And uh, we, uh, we, we love watching what you're doing as mayor. And we appreciate your service to the TEDC. Have a great weekend, Rusty. All right, Carlton. Thank you very much. And everyone, take care of yourselves. <laughs>